Just don't give up. Don't give up on your goals. Just keep telling yourself that you are good enough, whether you believe it or not. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Just keep working away at what you're doing and be determined. And don't and don't accept no for an answer anymore. Just use that as a tool to motivate you to achieve what you want. Mm. Don't allow people to determine what your life should look like or what your next path should be. Decide it's up to you to decide that. You have to decide that for yourself. Because others are not going to care how your life turns out. Only you should care. Because really it's your it's your opinion that truly matters. Hello, Michael. Welcome. Hello, Jasmine. How are you today? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you doing? That's good. I'm doing really well as well. Uh, Just for our listeners who may not know, I have Michael with me today on the Mind Palace podcast. So some of you may know Michael from the reality TV series called Love on the Spectrum, which follows the dating journey of several young adults on the autism spectrum. But as he's informed me, he's not just Michael from Love on the Spectrum. He's also an inspiring actor, an avid railway enthusiast, and a passionate animal activist. And not to mention a huge animation buff. So many different talents and passions. So we thought we'd invite Michael on the Mind Palace to talk about his mind, the way he sees the world, other things we might cover, love, happiness, personal goals, and anything really. We only have one rule, right? And what's that? About what we can't talk about. It rhymes with randemic. Yes, I. that's actually a very good rule to use because my podcast has a strict no COVID talk policy. Yes. So anything is on the table except for that, really. So yeah. to jump straight into it, just generally, what has been making you happy lately? Well, to be honest, my family has seen better days, to be honest. Yeah, what makes you but say that? I can't really t- – well – it's because there's something to my dad, but I can't really talk about it because it's kind of private for him. Yeah, that's okay. I'm doing my best, but the thing is, um, I'm not really as busy as people think I am. Hmm. What do you do to keep yourself um, busy these days? Well, I just find anything to keep my mind occupied. Going for power walks or being in nature or television or doing puzzles, anything that Mm -hmm. occupies the mind. And I see you've also got your own podcast. Yes, I do. It's called Mr. A+. I'll explain. Four years ago, when Love on the Spectrum first started started being filmed, I started saying that an A-plus partner looks like me. Then my mother started calling me Mr. (laughs) A-plus. And that's where it came from. And that's where it came from. So mm-hmm. you've got your own podcast now. You're yep. meeting people, some really awesome people every week, yep. having these pretty deep conversations with them. How's yep. that been for you? It's been a lot of fun, actually, because when I interact with actors or actresses, I don't really want an autograph or a selfie that much. Really? Um, nah, because I prefer to have a conversation with them or talk, talk things with them over a meal. Mm. I found that really enjoyable about this as well, getting to know the person, right? It does look like 
your life has changed dramatically, right, since you've been filming. How long yeah. ago was that now? Four years ago. Four years ago. So going from that very busy schedule to the Michael we know today, the aspiring actor, what's what's mm-hmm. the change been like for you? It's actually been kind of slow, but it's also been very positive, to be honest. How positive? What do you and mean by I, that? Well, I'm now in the in the public eye and I get more attention than I did in school because in school I was marginalized and often ignored. I felt invisible, Mm. but now I don't anymore. Mm. And I've also got this global fan base to such a point that even women around the world are taking notice of me. (laughs) How have you managed that? I've coped with it pretty well, to be honest. It, I mostly get messages on Instagram telling me how much they love the show, how much they love me and my family. It's all positive. Yeah, that must be really nice. But you can't just go down the street it anymore is. without being recognized? I don't really go down the, down the street or in public looking for attention. If people <laughs> happen to run into me and just recognize me from the show, cool. But it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. Because I enjoy the attention and because it reminds me that that I'm no longer ignored. Yeah, it's a nice feeling, isn't it? Because be- it is. Because believe me, no one likes being ignored. No. No, we all want to be seen as well. We all want connection. We all want to feel belonging. Yeah. That'd be like that'd be like, for example, that'd be like you wearing wearing a ball gown to to the Golden Globes and not having any men catch your eye yeah how boring would that be i put in all this effort i show up every day i try my best and nothing yeah no that must feel really good for you now but the other thing is is like yes you receive attention but you also give a lot of love and you spread a lot of joy and you're always very optimistic i've noticed no matter what's happening you you are very vulnerable and open with it but you always have an open heart with these things and I think that's what people yep. respond well to. They like that. That's why <clears throat> you are getting the attention because of who you are. Thanks. That's all right. It's interesting how you maintain this positive optimism all the time. I wouldn't say that it is the case because mm-hmm. you can't be optimistic 24-7. It's just not realistic or possible. No. Because everyone experiences moments of frustration, anger, or sadness and I'm no exception either because there are some things in life that, that definitely frustrate me. And when you're going through something like, quite frustrating, what what do you do? Well, my main coping, coping mechanism is through acting. In other words, acting out villainous characters. Because about 14 years ago, I recognized it as a healthy way to release anger that impacts no one, including myself. Tell me about that. <clears throat> Well, I would choose a character that comes to mind, act out act out the character, and no people would be around, but there would be no destruction of, of property, no physical violence, nothing. Wow. I would just use my body movements to help the character flow. Michael, that's so interesting because I think I think that would be it kind of give you, gives you permission to access that emotion, right? Because yeah. as normal Michael, there are so many restrictions about what you can and can't do. But if you're this character, yeah. 
you can really do it. Like you can, if someone says act like, what's an example of a villain? I don't know um, many. An example of a villain would be, hmm, that's a bit of a tough one. There are so many. Hang on. Maybe Scar from The Lion King perhaps? Yeah. So if you say Scar, you can picture and feel how how he looks and how he and how he walks and everything. And it's yep. so much easier for you to access that kind of like, oh, yes, like right. rooting, mysterious, like creepy, angry, yep. destructive character. Or, or perhaps Jafar from Aladdin. Yeah. One example I can give is this. I think it's time to say goodbye to Prince Abubu. Oh, scary. It's so scary. That was scary. Well, yeah. there's another, there's one particular villain that I really enjoy acting out. Who? It, did you ever see that, that animated film Puss in Boots, The Last Wish? Well, one of the characters appears to be a hooded wolf, but he's actually the physical embodiment of death. Oh, and my this God. is how, what his voice sounds like. I do love the smell of fear. It's intoxicating. <laughs> this is so interesting. So Michael wouldn't be able to speak like that, but all of a sudden we say, act out this character, and boom, it comes from within you, right? Yeah. You know exactly yeah. what to and say, reveal- exactly what tone to take. Yes, that's right. Because I've seen that film several times because it's one of my favourites, actually. One of the best that DreamWorks has ever done. But this wolf... He's my top favorite villain in the whole Shrek franchise. I have a few examples I'd like to give, actually. Go ahead. What's the matter? Lives flash before your eyes? Pick it up. Pick it up. When Death, I revealed his identity to Puss, he then said, and I don't mean it metaphorically or rhetorically or poetically or theoretically or any other fancy way. I'm Death. Straight up and i've come for you puss in boots that's incredible teach me you're gonna have to teach me this so when you're embodying a character of a villain what is going through your head or is it in your body are you just feeling the character's anger it's in my head and yeah and i have to use the body to physically act out the character as well i find that when i've tried to act gosh in high school, I get way too in my head and I overthink what I'm doing. But when you're embodying that character, you're not thinking, right? You're kind of just no. You're just feeling into that character. Yeah, exactly. Because you have to feel the character. You have to think like a character and talk like a character. Basically, you have to go deeper into the character. Has that been kind of interesting for you to dive into these characters and access those really powerful emotions that Michael doesn't on a day-to-day? Well, I was able to do that since since I was a kid. Really? Yep. So you've been practicing acting since you were a kid or you've just been exploring oh, yes. emotions since you were a kid? Both, actually. In fact, I've been studying human behavior f- for many years. Wow, really? In fact, I'm able to um to go deeper into people and just and- – find things that they're not they may not want to talk about in fact i can even tell if a woman is uncomfortable with something or if she's pissed off at something even though she says that she's not body language and facial expressions and the tone of voice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as people we're very transparent we can't mm-hmm. hide secrets because it's written all over our face all over our bodies we can sometimes see straight through people 
But that's yeah. like a that's a really powerful gift you have to be able to do that. Thanks. To be able to sit back and look at someone and just take it in and observe without trying to project what you think onto them. Mm-hmm. Mm. But if you're doing it through a, through a screen, it's very hard to go below the surface. It is hard because when you're with someone, you can feel, you can kind of feel it, right? You can feel if they're angry or yep. feel if they're upset. It sounds like you've explored a because lot of, of human emotion. Yep, I have for many years. I was also going to say that not only have I loved acting ever since I was a kid, it's also one of my top four passions. The other three are railways, animals, and nature. Railways? Mm -hmm. What is interesting to you about railways? Well, I once learned years ago that people on the spectrum have this fascination with modes of transportation, but in my case, it's railways. I don't know why, but maybe it's how symmetrical and interesting the railway tracks are designed and how the steam engines operate. I have no idea about railways. Well, I don't really think that railways are are something that a woman would be into. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we think differently, right? Or I may, maybe I could, maybe just my interest isn't there. Hmm. Either into it or you're not. Well, so when you're, what are your passions? Oh, one, of, one of mine, at the moment, it's been free diving, which has been so fun for me. And the way you talk about railways is the way I talk about free diving. Hmm. But yeah, that's been my passion. I love exploring and adventure. So traveling, seeing new places, doing new things. What else do I love? I love learning, just generally learning about things, learning about different people and different cultures. Yeah, I wonder what it is that we get out of it. Maybe just we just feel good. Just makes us feel happy. Oh, yes. Which also reminds me, um, I also happen to love traveling as well. Do you? Have you traveled much? Not a lot, to be honest. Something I'm not too happy about. In fact, I, ne- I barely traveled as a kid. Yeah, I think that drive, it, it hits some people and some people, they're not too fussed. Yeah. That drive to just go and just go and see the world. Do you yeah. Do you feel that now? Is that something you'd want to do now? Yep. Yeah. But really? there are some places in the world that I refuse to travel to for safety reasons. Where's the top of your list at the moment? Great Britain places is, you'd is one of them. Oh, of course. They've got railways there. Mm-hmm. Followed by Canada, the US, and Europe, and the Caribbean. Wow. And New Zealand, and also you- some provinces in Africa. And just take things week by week. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. If you just take it week by week, you'll figure it out, right? Just, yeah, just cross that bridge when you come to it. If you try to plan everything, you'll just weigh yourself down. There are some things in life that just can't be planned. There's a few things that definitely can't be planned. They are friendships. Would you say friendships is one that just happens? It just happens naturally. Love, you can't plan that. I also think you can't plan creativity. You can't plan that. Nah, you need to allow yourself time for an idea to come. Yeah. And and like with friendships and, and partners, you can't make you can't just make it happen. It has to happen by itself. Yeah. And you can't force things like like those because they take time. And I found that the best way to 
call those things in is to be the type of person that those things would want to come to. Yeah, so if you want friends, you need to be a be a person that somebody else would want to be friends with. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, I actually find it sometimes find it difficult to maintain friendships because I'm the one that puts in like 95% of the effort. Everybody else doesn't really put in as much effort. Well, mo- some of them, some some people put in some effort, but others just don't at all. I've also outgrown Wollongong as well. What's, it sounds it sounds like you're you're similar to me at the moment in that we're both going through a pretty big change in that we've outgrown yeah. maybe our previous I call them seasons of life. Mm-hmm. We've we've done something, we've come to the end of that time period, and now we're looking around and kind of feeling like, "Oh, I'm outgrowing this a bit." And I think it's very it's a very natural thing. Like you said, you're reaching out to people and they're not responding. Well, I think what what's the worst that could happen if you just stopped, you know? People leave, opportunities end, so new ones can come in. Yep. Cause I'd be because I would love to relocate elsewhere and start life new with, with a brand new circle of friends. Yeah. But a few things are stopping me. Ooh, like what? The amount of savings I have, it's not that not extremely high at the moment mm. and also because flights are very expensive and in terms of real estate everywhere is expensive i think generally i mean i i share those problems too but i think generally if the desire is big enough we'll find a way yeah but my acting career will definitely help help with that if you were to receive more acting jobs some really awesome jobs what would that make you feel feel wanted and finally getting a sense of fulfillment well there you go so those things that you just listed you can already give yourself so if you practice that feeling you're an actor so you're very good at this right you practice feeling oh my gosh i'm wanted oh my gosh opportunities are coming to me oh my gosh i'm finally finding my thing you know that that's a feeling they'll find you that's how manifestation works because I'm actually going to be in a television sh- television series called Austin. I don't really know much about the show, but I'm actually one of the lead actors in the show. It's an it's an original television series, which is a comedy, and I play and I'll be playing the title character. Michael, that's massive. It is. Yeah. I don't know where we're going to be filming, but we are going to be filming in the UK as well. Michael, didn't you say you wanted to go to the UK? Yes. There you go. <laughs> and I also hope to find a British lady there. <laughs> well, look, it's going to happen. If you feel like it's going to happen, it'll happen. Because I'm really attracted to British women. What is it about British women? Because what I'm, gonna, what I'm about to say is purely my, my opinion and not, and not a fact. In my eyes, Great Britain and Europe are where the finest ladies in the world come from. They have class, they have elegance, they have high standards and excellent taste <laughs> in men. <laughs> in my eyes, yeah. they're they're most worth they're one hundred percent worthy for something as sacred as a marriage. You say you're an old soul when it comes to love, you're a gentleman. Yep. Yeah. 
it's because I've always been attracted to a lady type. I always have. And because they're much easier to live with and much easier to get along with. Because if you if you live with, with a woman who's like a lime or a lemon, you, it, it would do your head in. Because I know it would on me. What do you mean lime or a lemon? Does that mean bitter or sour? Sour. Sour. I think that's with anyone, right? Not just women. Just like you wouldn't want to be around a sour person. No. No. Not at all. No. But it, but because I'm but because I spend so much of my time focusing focusing on on women, I often don't take men into account. Hmm. Well, with with love, it's um, it's I focus on women, but with friends, I tend to focus on women as well because I'm more comfortable around women than I am with men. I always have been ever since I was a kid. Because I relate to them more. Yeah. Because you're very empathetic, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. And because with men, I, I'm still comfortable making friends with men, but I just kind of have this special preference for women. Yeah, I suppose that's a pretty standard man thing, to like the company of women. But there's something about women that, I just, that just intrigues me. I can't really <laughs> explain why, but... It's to me. It's like an an enigma, an enigma that I can never comprehend. I would agree with you. Women are enigmas. Yes, but at the same time, some of them are quite hard to please. I tell you something. Mm-hmm. W- women, women are complex. Yes, women are complex because they feel emotion and they express emotion and sometimes that's confusing to a man that doesn't understand that but at the why end why is that confusing well yeah to some men it is it's i think the word is overwhelming i think sometimes when women i know right no but when, when women express all their emotions and their feelings and their frustrations and their anger all of it right we have a whole spectrum Sometimes it can be overwhelming yeah. for men and they don't know what to do with it. I think that's – but we are very simple. We we just want to be loved and of course. wanted and adored and respected. Yes. That's all we, that is all we want. So anytime yeah. that we are angry or frustrated, I don't think talking logic helps. I think we just want to hug. Yeah, because sometimes that's all you can do. Instead of trying to fix a woman's problem, just be there for her, listen to her, and just give her some affection. Because yeah, sometimes that's, that's all women women need. <laughs> Michael, you've cracked the enigma. That's all we are. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> can you give me a tip for what a man wants? Honestly, I never really thought about what a man wants. Because I'm focused more on what a woman wants. What do you want? What do you what do you want to feel? Well, basically the same as, as a woman does. Yeah. But I don't want somebody to take care of me. I want somebody to be on the same level as me in every way. Yeah. And there's some other things I've learned that men should not do. Hmm. For example, when a man says to his 
to his wife or girlfriend. We'll talk about it later. Do you know what he actually means? He doesn't want to talk about it? Exactly. That's his way of saying, I don't want to talk about it ever, and he expects it to never be brought up again. And also, there's also something else as well. Well, when women say, promise me you won't do this, promise me you'll do that, promises mean nothing. They're just words. Yeah, that's true. But to, well, to me at least, if you break a promise, you break my trust. Yeah, but it's also a really bad thing to force men to make promises that, that they can't keep. Yeah, well, or can't, a man, or can't make. Maybe a man could say that, though. A man could say, I can't promise that. They could be honest. And another thing that I should say is giving your partner an ultimatum would be ill-advised because Mm. when you give a partner an ultimatum, you secretly expect your partner to choose what you want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But if they don't choose what you want, it's the end of the world in your eyes. I mean, relationships are tricky because it's not just about you anymore, is it? No. it's Relationships may be tricky, but... People just need to find a way to satisfy both of them because like men, women can't always have everything and equality is not about women always having their way. It's about women being as equal as men. Yeah, right. And and being empowered in their differences because women are different to men. Yep, but women do tend to use their heads more wisely. (laughs) that's why Uh, i often see women as highly suitable for brain work brain work really yeah and i have some i have quite a few analogies on life do you as well yes um every a lot of people seem to view life as a race but i see life as two things a book and a puzzle i'll explain The years are like chapters. The months are like pages. The paragraphs are like weeks. The sentences are like days of the week. And each word would be like hours of the day. That's true. I hope our books are very long. (laughs) Yes, very long books. Very, very long books. (laughs) Yep, but some were destined to be short. In terms of of life being a puzzle, this is how I see it. A puzzle is never complete without all the pieces required. Your family is your biggest and main support system. Your friends are like your second family and second biggest support system. A career or a job to to provide you with a purpose. A, wife, a girlfriend or wife is an addition to your family. And... That same thing applies to children and pets. And you also need money to be able to afford the things you want and need as well. While there are some some material things in life that you don't really need, but want it for the personal pleasure of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All all of those things are all pieces of the puzzle. Mm. And your life will, and your, and the life puzzle, as I call it, would never be entirely complete without. What I got from that, though, is that the biggest puzzle pieces in your life are your relationships 
And so if you take one of them yeah. out and then, for example, the smaller pieces, the nice-to-haves, maybe the the clothes or things like that, they're smaller so you take them out, you don't feel that. You don't feel it. Not as much, but it depends on how sentimental you are as well. Yeah. And how attached you are to your possessions. Yeah, that's true. Well, they're really beautiful analogies, Michael. Do you have any final words of wisdom? I do have a few, actually. Let's go. Let's hear them. Just, just don't give up. Don't give up on your goals. Just keep telling yourself that you are good enough, whether you believe it or not. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Just keep working away at what you're doing, and be determined. And don't and don't accept no for an answer anymore. Just use that as a tool to motivate you to achieve what you want. Mm-hmm. Don't allow people to determine what your life should look like or what your next path should be. Decide. It's up to you to decide that. You have to decide that for yourself because others are not going to care how your life turns out. Only you should care because really it's your it's your opinion that truly matters. That's right. It's your life that you're living. You're not living somebody else's life. Now, Michael, what an yes, amazing Jasmine. conversation. We have covered quite a lot, quite yep. a lot. Um, if I people do. are interested to hear more about you, hear more about your podcast, where can they find you? They can find my podcast, Mr. A Plus, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, basically anywhere you can find find podcasts. But I would also suggest telling your family, tell your friends if, if you enjoy it and see if they would like to take a listen as well because it would mean a lot if they did. And what do you talk about on Mr. A+. Plus? I don't talk about any, any set topic. I talk about anything in general. And we can also find you on Instagram, can't we? Yes, of course. On Instagram, I'm known as Mr. Underscore A underscore plus underscore Michael. Love it. Okay. Thank you. So I'll pop all the details in the show notes as well. Michael, Sounds it wonderful. has been an absolute pleasure. Um, Thank you, Jasmine. I cannot wait to see what your future holds and where you're going to go. You. And all the best with your acting at the end of this year. Hope to see you on the big screen. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much, Jasmine, for having me on today. It has been a blast. Oh, thank you, Michael. I could talk about stuff with you all day. <laughs> well, we certainly can. Let's stop recording and go. No, I'm kidding. Um, thank you, Michael. Next. We'll chat soon. We'll chat soon. Thank you, Jasmine. Bye. Thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful day. Bye.